welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we are celebrating the beginning of September in the only way we can by reading the next book in our series, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So, as we said in the end of our last episode, if you want to skip this episode, that's completely fine. We'll be back in two weeks with a much less controversial episode. (laughs) Um, We completely understand. Yeah. If you're not comfortable talking about this anymore. And sort of, we're kind of taking our inspiration feelings about this from... um, other fellow podcasters, Harry Potter and the Sacred Text, which if you haven't heard about them, they are reading through all the Harry Potter books and treating them as though they're sacred texts. And so doing like spiritual practices around the text of Harry Potter. And they released a statement um, recently about J.K. Rowling. And I wanted to share it just because basically I can't say it any better. Like they put a ton of thought into the statement and it's totally how I feel about it. I don't necessarily want to speak for Lindsay, but I think it's how we feel about Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. This is copied right from their statement in their email. It's not these texts that are magic. It is you. That is why we feel comfortable condemning J.K. Rowling and her transphobia, but still gathering around these books. They aren't her books, they are ours. And they've inspired us to love more and better, to take care of our friends at the margins, to fight for what's right. Maybe J.K. Rowling should read them. We understand if you need to take a break from Harry Potter, and we invite you to still love it without supporting Rowling's capitalistic endeavors surrounding it. Fan art, fan culture, the library, your already owned books... Rowling cannot profit from these things. They belong to us. And yeah, that I there's no way that we could say it better. Like, no. yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, that's kind of all I have to say on that topic. We're going to really be talking about the cool animals in this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I the fact like these books are my books. They're our books. They're not just her books. And yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and what we can talk um, if we want to have this conversation some more, we're happy to chat with you about um, yeah. your feelings, especially about how you can continue to celebrate um, and, and keep them separate. Um, yeah. Because we ought to, because like they're not going anywhere. These books, they're part of us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're always going to be in my heart. And yeah. Um, but also I don't want my love of these books to get misconstrued exactly. as yeah. anything to do with the things that J.K. Rowling has said about trans people, specifically trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I completely condemn everything that she's ever said about that. And yeah, yeah I it, I just can't even wrap my head around how you can write these books <sighs> and then also feel that way. I agree. So, just, yeah. 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 Anyways. Anyways. Feelings. Harry Potter Um, and the Chamber of Secrets. Yay! It's the second Harry Potter book. It's the second Harry Potter book. We're not going to recap it. Uh, No, it's the second Harry Potter book. Um, Probably, (laughs) if we took a poll, it's everybody's least favorite. Um, I don't want to speak for you, but that's my opinion. Um, Me also. Yeah. Although, I think as I grow older, um, I'm really, really don't like six. But that might just because be because I watched the movie for like the second time. Um, I don't know if I've reread six other than when I reread it, like right before I reread seven. Like I think I read it twice. Yeah, I well I reread everything 
last September when we started this mm. for the first time. Yeah. Um, and that was the last time. And then I watched the last four movies because they were on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. Sometime? I think it was pre-shutdown. But pre-shutdown, who knows what that was. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> A thousand years ago. Anyway, I just remember, like... And I was also coming off of Five, which is my favorite movie, and Sarah and I have an extreme history. Extreme. <laughs> we'll get there in, like, three years. Yeah. Four years. Um, with the movie <laughs> of Five. So Six yeah. is, like, the movie of Six, I can't stand. It's so annoying. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Two and Six. And I th- probably some of the most important information lives in these books. Yes. Plot-wise. But I was just going to really say, like, like I think... This book does better because you actually realize that all the like yeah. stuff that's shoved in at the end I think, is really important. I think it helps. <laughs> we were talking about that before we started recording yeah. is that it seems like there's so much important plot in the last chapter and a half, but it's most of it, I think, is projecting the yeah. stuff that you know on the stuff that they're saying. Like They're like, and then this happened, and this happened, and tra-la-la, and oh, you stabbed that old book with that fang? That's probably not a big yeah. deal. Do-do-do. <laughs> Nope, no. Oh, he put a bit of himself in you. Oh, that oh, can, that can't be relevant or important. Parcel tongue. That's the only part of that that's important. Tralla. Yep. Oh, Tra-la-la. the sword fell out of this hat. It totally doesn't make Lindsay crack thinking about Neville. Moving on. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't take much for Lindsay to cry about Neville. That's to so be honest. <sighs> to be honest. Okay. Anyway. So the major animally Animals. nature science things in this book that we are going to talk about are. Spiders. It'll be quick because yes, we've done a lot of spiders. Done now. a lot of spiders, including last episode. Indeed, the basilisk, and mandrakes, mm-hmm. and gnomes. Hooray! Mainly because I love gnomes. Um, so Lindsay, do you want to start with spiders? Yeah. So we're not going to go into spiders. If you want to listen to our spider discussion, you can listen to last week when we talked about Charlotte's Web. We also touched on Shelob a little bit in our Hobbit episode, and of course we did Spider Man. So we've got lots of spider episodes. Um, but I did want to talk about the Goliath bird eater, which is the biggest spider in the world, um, if you're not Aragog. And so <laughs> the largest, it's the largest spider in the world by mass. Um, so it can be 175 grams and 10.4 centimeters, which is really big. <laughs> um, it's found in Northern Southern America. So if you're concerned, it's down there. Um, it rarely actually feeds on birds. It usually eats arthropods, worms, and amphibians, not humans. Don't worry, everybody. It's just going to be fine. Um, yeah. Like, it's called a bird eater because it can eat it birds, can eat which birds. is unusual for spiders to be able to. Yeah, it's one of those things where they're like, yeah. look how big that spider is. Let's say it's a bird eater because it's big enough to eat a bird, and yeah. we like to name things on a whim because we're 18th century <laughs> scientists. We'll also... Like, how big did you say it is in weight? Um, weight, 175 grams. Hundred. That's bigger than a lot of birds. It's true. It is. <laughs> you know, like, 175 gram bird is like, mm, I don't know. I'm just, this is ballparking, but like, a sparrow is, pro- is not 175 no, grams. No, definitely not. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go with like a robin. Yeah. I don't know. I'll cut that if it's totally wrong. Okay. Um, so they do have fangs, but... All tarantulas have fangs, and tarantulas fact. are not dangerous. They're very cute. Also, looking at this, when especially the images that don't have any like scale, they're just like they're just fuzzy spiders. Um, I know that I'm not afraid of spiders, but 
yeah, it doesn't seem to bother me. Aragog would bother me so much more. Um, oh, God. So, yep. yeah, that's yep. my thing about spiders. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. Mm-hmm. Very few of them are scary. Treat them with respect, and they will eat all the flies in your house. Ta-da! Yes. And also mosquitoes. Yes. Ugh. Also mosquitoes. Yeah. And also, um, they will. They do not open secret chambers in your school castle. Oh, that is unfortunate. I was hoping. There's a spider that I've been keeping in my in my top <laughs> corner. <laughs> just, do just you in case live in a castle? Secret. I haven't no, been to your house I go to a castle. Down, so who knows? In case I go to a castle, mm, I need to fair. grow a big spider just mm-hmm, in case. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a chimney. You so that's like step one of a castle. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay. So, okay. You know what you do need to open a secret chamber? Mm-hmm. Is a basilisk. A basilisk. <laughs> basilisk. A basilisk. Basilisk. Okay. So, in Harry Potter, the basilisk is a very large snake. Thankfully, Lindsay looked up how big it is. It is 50 feet long and can live up to over 900 years. Mm-hmm. Thanks, um, Harry Potter wiki. Indeed. In real life, there is an animal called a basilisk, and it is not a snake. It is a lizard. Mm-hmm. It is a medium-sized lizard. So, the term basilisk comes from a Greek word that means petty king or young ruler, chieftain, all kinds of words. And it is there's a European legend uh, from Pliny the Elder talking about a reptile that could cause death with a single glance. Hmm. Hmm. Wonder where that might yeah. come in. But then also some prints of it, it has legs and also the head of a chicken or something or i'm not really sure the people drawing animals in the 1600s were not good at it (laughs) no so i don't really know um obviously like the harry potter basilisk has the death of single glance um thing and then i don't really know why they called the basilisk lizard that um but anyways the basilisk lizard basilisk lizard are um, a genus, there's four different species uh, of lizards. They're in the same suborder as iguanas. And yeah, it's probably just little king. They do have like a crest on their head. So maybe that's why. They are, you know, up to 75 centimeters in length, including their tail. They have a really long tail. Um, they have a crest-like sort of sail along their back, like a ridge. Um, and they are really famous for being able to run on water. So some people call them Jesus Christ lizards. Um, They don't really run like a long distance on the water. Like they'll go four and a half meters roughly Mm -hmm. across the water, according to this Wikipedia article. Um, I looked after basilisks in a previous life. Um, We had uh, green basilisks, I think. I can't remember which species we had. They were green. They were Um, green. That's all I know. (laughs) And we, partly because we didn't have a large body of water, but also... They run on water as, like, an escape, like, last-ditch effort. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not really a thing that you want to, like, encourage in your animals that you're trying to look after. They do have... They've got really long toes and sort of webs between their toes. So they have, like, these skin flaps. And that's what helps create a big surface, like lily pads, and then also some pockets of air that give them enough buoyancy. Um, They also have really sharp claws and can, in general, run really fast. Ask me how I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, they eat, you know, the same things that lizards of that size eat. Insects, worms, 
cockroaches, well, those are insects, um, small rodents, whatever they can catch, basically. And they are uh, rainforest animals that are from Central and South America, all the way from the southern part of Mexico, all the way down through Venezuela. They, they're really cool animals. Um, they're pretty smart. Like, uh, we had, ours would, like, come, like, where they, where we wanted them to eat and all that stuff. Well, we had, yeah, plumed basilisk or green basilisk. Now that I see the species names. Basilicus plumifrons. That's what we had. Mm, that's a fancy name. Very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Like, naming them the Jesus lizard is like naming sea cucumbers the throwing up stomach cucumbers. Yeah. Like, yeah. naming them after their defense mechanism is kind of... Yeah, or like um, geckos is like the the tail dropping tail dropping yeah. lizard or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it would be pretty impressive. And if you didn't know that they were running from whatever was trying to eat them, you exactly. just saw a, a lizard running across a river. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, no, it would but be yeah. cool. And it's always cool when it's on um, nature documentaries, especially because they slow mm-hmm. it down and they go, "Look at this guy running yeah, across yeah, yeah. the water." When in reality, it's like two feet and it's over in thirty seconds because he's like, "I'm running away," and the yeah. water is the fastest way for me to run. Mm-hmm. And also, whatever's chasing me can't or won't follow exactly. me. Exactly, won't follow Hopefully. me in water. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and they like their legs flap really weird when they run. They're it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they're um, they're really good climbers and they're really good at like camouflaging. Um, like they'll sit up on a branch and bask in the sun or under a light. In the case of being in a um, enclosure, but yeah, very cool. I liked mm-hmm. them lots. Yeah, they're cute. Lizards are cool. The other big thing that is in this book that's actually um, taken from a real um, organism are the mandrakes, which is interesting. Uh, so mandrakes are a real plant or several real plants. Um, they kind of look like human figures. Then they've been used in various magic and pagan traditions throughout history. So that's probably just a direct um, take from history of magics kind of things. Um, there's a couple of genera, um, one from the Mediterranean and one from Britain. Uh, they don't scream when you pick them up, but their roots are known to have hallucinogenic properties and also toxic properties. So maybe not the best thing in the world. And maybe they do scream when you've con- ingested too many of the roots. And maybe that's just <laughs> you screaming and maybe don't eat them. Yeah. Safety yeah. tip from Lindsay and Sarah. Safety tip. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those things like... Some of them are hallucinogenic in small amounts and then also toxic mm-hmm. in, in large amounts, slightly larger amounts. Yeah. Um, and one other thing, last thing that's like totally irrelevant in this book, but I just love them a lot is at the very beginning when Harry goes to visit the Weasleys and he's just like so happy to not be at the Dursleys and so happy to be with a family. Um, they go out and clear the garden of all these garden gnomes. And so I was like, I like gnomes. Um, it is funny that the Weasleys are super, or like Harry points out that the garden gnomes in this world aren't like the Santa Clausy ones with like the red hats. Um, I grew up with those, like we had Christmas decorations that had gnomes on them. My mm-hmm. granny had this whole book of like gnomes and their habits. It was like a coffee table book. It was amazing. I wonder where that is. It's probably at my parents' house. Um, I would like it. Um, it's very cute. And it has all these like gnomes, like, you know, their cooking habits and all that stuff. It's really cute. <laughs> um, so I figured I'd look up where, what gnomes come from. So uh, the term gnome comes from Latin uh, genomus, um, which comes from a Greek word, which means earth dweller. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point when it got translated into English or written down in English, 
somebody just left off the E and that's how we got gnome <laughs> rather than genomus. Um, yeah. So, you know, don't be ashamed of your poor spelling. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been preserved for generations. The mythical creatures of gnomes are known or thought to like move through earth the same way that we do through air or fish do through water, which is pretty cool. Like that's a cool power to have for a yeah, mythical definitely. creature. The one thing is like, there's no reason that I could tell why the Weasleys were getting rid of them. Like, do they dig up and like uproot their garden? It's kind or of what maybe... I was thinking. Or like, they are kind of like rude and like, I picture them, like, I know they're not old men Santa Clausy, but they seem like they're, like, ugly old men that are rude that are just living in your garden. Yeah, maybe. So maybe yeah, I think they're. I think they're still, like, sort of, yeah, crotchety and rude and cranky, yeah. but, but they don't have the Santa Claus hats. They exactly. just have they're like way less heads shaped like potatoes. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's what it is? Yeah, maybe. Know. Like, I think, I think yeah. they denome again before the wedding, which would make more sense. Um, this yeah. time, they were just doing it because... It was like, I think because Molly Weasley wanted them out of the house and Probably. not getting into trouble. Yeah. Which <laughs> if I was like, Molly Weasley, that yeah, would be too. what I would, would do. I would have been like, oh my yeah. God, why did I have so many children? <laughs> Move these things one at a time from here to there. Why? Uh. Because I said so. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, not super relevant, not at all related to anything as far as I know in no. real life, mm -mm. but I like gnomes. Yeah. They are cute. Super fun. And as we continue throughout these books, we're going to have to do lots more reaching. So get used to it. Next, yeah. next September will be easier because we'll have we'll have the big one. Um, oh yeah. But af after that, I'll want dragons. But uh... yeah, there'll be dragons. There's lots of other mythical creatures. We could have talked about this in this one about pixies too. True. But yeah, I was thinking about. I that don't really have bit. anything to say about pixies other than no. I was a pixie in brownies. That was my six. <laughs> The only other thing I will say is that if you're not a fan of two as a book or as a movie, first of all, think about if Hugh Grant had taken the role of Gilderoy, because that's an interesting Ugh. thought experiment. Um, and then also go watch um, Starkid. Yes. Um, yeah, there all, are some parody. Three, basically. But, basically. Uh, yeah. The, the parody musicals are oh so good. The Gilderoy song in Harry Potter senior year is one of my favorites, uh, and that's saying a lot coming from the Harry Potter musical um, songbook. So yes, no, yeah, super good, and yeah, that Gilderoy was more interesting than yeah. the book. I mean, Kenneth Branagh brought a lot to that role that was yeah. not mm -hmm. written and made him. I was gonna say more sympathetic, but no, I was gonna, more fun to be annoyed by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I think like I enjoyed him more just thinking about him as Kenneth Branagh, like. I don't yeah. know. It's, it, you know, they always mix together when you've watched the movie so many times, when you've read the book so many times, and you've watched yeah. Harry Potter from Stargate so many times. Um, <laughs> they all blur together. They all blur together. <laughs> and also, like, I've been reading the first three Harry Potters came out in, like, 2003. Like, they read them yeah. all at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was sometime around then. Like, it, you know. So, mm -hmm. you know, who knows what is actually what I've... I originally thought of but anyway now I find him less annoying yes but it's also took me an hour to read so you know <laughs> that helps so great yes yes we're gonna have to start our rereads sooner than like yeah. a couple days before we record yeah. as we go as further we and go further, further it's gonna get <laughs> yeah but that's Ooh, okay because we that's okay now we know what we're doing for many 
Septembers to come. Mm-hmm. So Plus, we're that's about good. to get into some good times. Oh yeah! The next next three years, we're gonna have some some good Harry Potter September episodes. Um, Indeed, and then Indeed. we'll see where we're at. <laughs> we could just merge six and seven into one. That's true. That one would be better. Start reading like as soon as we finish the fifth one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so long. <sighs> So many feelings. If you want to talk to us about other cool magical creatures in Harry Potter, or if you have any questions or have any uh, comments about um, our ongoing uh, enjoyment of Harry Potter, you can check us out on social media at Nature Finds a Pod or our website, naturefindsapod.com. And as I said before, we'll be back in two weeks with a much less controversial episode. And I can't believe it has taken us over two years to get here. I think that our marine biology um, millennial female cards all need to be revoked <laughs> um, because next week we are finally doing Little Mermaid. Hooray! Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.